Hi, I'm Tim Tuffo. This is an Orange and Blue Thing podcast. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 14 of An Orange and Blue Thing. That's Darren Meenan. I am Brian Ernie. Thank you very much for watching this evening. Oh, man, four days away from opening day. I am so excited. It is going to be amazing. But first, let's do some housekeeping. If you're watching on Facebook Live, thank you very much for tuning in. Please like and share. If you've come to us through iTunes or SoundCloud, whatever you need to do, just do whatever makes you happy. Rate and subscribe. That'll make us happy. Oh, my goodness. We have a big show. Al Dukes of the Boomer and Carton Show will be joining us later on. We're going to hit it all with him. But first, man, four days. Four away. days. Man, we started this show back in December, and I feel like it got, you know, we got going pretty quickly. Yeah. We're watching the comments. You know, we do the show live on Facebook. So if you're listening afterwards and you wonder why it might sound like it's more of a visual show, it might be. Because sometimes we, we kind of forget that people are listening to this afterwards. And we do show a lot of visuals. So if you have the option to watch us live, it's on Thursday nights, Facebook, 6 p.m. We try to stay as close to 6 o'clock as possible. And then we just go as long as it takes for us to kind of hit everything we got lined up for the show. So before we get any deeper into this, if you're watching at home and you're drinking with us, Raise a glass, four days away, opening day. Cheers. Cheers, my friend. Dude. Dude, indeed. So, yeah, as uh, Brian mentioned, good friend of mine from years now, uh, Al Dukes is going to join us in about 20, 30 minutes or so. And um, he actually, you, you listen to the show, Boomer and Carn. He does tips, random tips for holidays. And I asked him to come up with one for opening day. So he's going to hit us with an opening day tip. I don't know what it is. It's probably going to be funny. Um, but, yeah. Anything cool happen to you this week? I mean, we usually try to, like, recap what goes on with our lives before we deep in, dive into the Mets stuff. But uh, I got some stuff to talk about. I don't know about you. Oh, my goodness. You've been goodness. spackling. I know you've been spackling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're undergoing a kitchen remodel. So, you know, I do the work. I do most of the work myself with my father-in-law, and we, we kind of tackle that. And, and he's one of these guys who tells me, Brian, just do a couple hours. You know, when you get home, just do a couple hours one day, do a couple hours another day. <laughs> all right, yeah, you know, I'll work all day and and I know he's listening, so and I'm just giving him crap. But yeah, it's uh it's good, man. It's it's just it's just tiring. You know, we got a 5-month-old at home and a kitchen remodel and opening day coming up and it's just it's wild. But what happened to you this week? I think it's funny you just brought up how many months your baby is. Uh Why? ours is 20 22 Two. months. Her birthday's going to say May. even I know. No, but it's funny like, you know, people when do you stop with the months? I think once you're 2, two years, you stop yeah. with the months. Two but years you stop. I didn't tell you about this. 2 nights ago. Actually, I was in Queens this past weekend. We'll talk about that in a little bit. I was I slept in Queens. We were working on uh, sending out these jerseys, but Saturday night the baby learned how to climb out of the crib. Mm. So now we're like in a whole new ball game now. You know, normally she cries, you go in there, soothe her and put her back to sleep, but she's out of the crib now. Um so obviously things just turned up like 10 notches overnight you know what i mean so yeah. a couple nights ago she woke up like every hour on the hour and then i went in at 3 30 and she's just like standing there in the room so yeah, it's been a pretty eventful week but um yeah i mean last weekend last friday the jerseys for the season ticket members showed up and um not to 
shit on Majestic, but they weren't in any kind of order. So when we opened up the boxes on Friday, we thought we would just be able to kind of take out the first one mm. and it would match up with like order number one. Yeah. And it wasn't. So there was 16 or 17 boxes and Lizzie and I just looked at each other like, holy shit. Like, I don't know how we're going to get this done in time. So we actually went in on the weekend, Friday, Saturday and Sunday to get it done. And on Monday when they finally left and the post office showed up, mm. it was like a huge weight off my imagine. shoulders. And then I started seeing people got them in the mail and, if you follow us and you weren't uh, and you're not part of the crew and uh, you weren't interested in seeing all the jerseys all over your timeline, I'll take full blame for that. I actually asked the fans like once you get them, if you're interested and you like it, uh, post it with the hashtag and we started um, started sharing them. So, um, you know, what's funny, too. We were talking about this on episode one. There was actually a vote between pinstripes and, and yeah, camo, camo right and people were like hey that's not my like they didn't like the pinstripes after it won they said not my jersey this and that but uh the general andrew Indart posted his jersey yesterday when he got in the mail and he's like i'm the first to admit when i'm wrong this thing looks sick so i don't i don't know anyone that actually got the pinstripes in the mail and wasn't happy with it no i mean we talked about like you said on episode one how much better it's going to look in person you know the mock-up you can only tell so much i was team camo i i was a camo guy but these, these just came out so good. And don't forget, I mean, this isn't the last year we're doing this. So, uh, you know, you never know. We could revive something. or we. I, I was already trying to work up a concept for you. I know. It sounds like – I know our audio is a little off. I was waiting to tell you. but That's weird. It's just because it's just we're in the delay. Remember the last time the uh, we just closed something out and it maybe just closed out something? In the, in the I don't know. This is not good, though. It's okay. <laughs> it's picking up the sound fine. Everybody hears no, us. Oh yeah, fine. but that's a shame. You want everything to be linked up the right way. It'll be linked up. It'll fix itself. Or if you just close something, maybe it'll fix. I don't know. It. That's disappointing. This, well, is, a, this is a big show. It is a big Our show. Our last show before opening day, we have problems. Emmanuel Rodriguez says it's fine. So let's not belabor right, the keep point. Keep it going. So nevertheless, um, we are going to do a bunch of things here. And uh, speaking of the jerseys which came, started coming in the mail on Tuesday. For those of you like Evan Wynn, who live in East Bumblefuck, they arrived on Wednesday. So, uh, so why don't we go through our favorites and pick out some ones that kind of... We, we, we knew these were coming, too. We knew that in, uh, back all the way back in episode one, we named some of our favorites, but then to see them reemerge here as they actually materialized in real life. So what, what, do, you, what do you got? There was a lot of Thors. A lot. There was a, a ton of Thors. Um, and also La Potencia. I posted one that said, uh, back after this. Yes, with, I saw. With, with, uh, and that's obviously, this, uh, you know, um, a nod to Big Mike. the Pope, Mike Francesa. Um, yeah, so people got really creative with it. The cool part about it, too, was the obviously a lot of people go with the year. So I got seven, 16 last year. Mm -hmm. People are like, you're not Doc Gooden. And this year, number 17, you're not. You're Keith, not. You're not you're Keith. Not. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I was doing this show under the pretense that you were Doc Gooden. So that's not. That's just not fair to me. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously this year I went with seventeen with my name on the back. But you know people got creative and they got um, you know Keith Hernandez related nicknames with the number seventeen. So that make that's really cool. There was one that said uh, uh, Gary Ron End and then the number was seventeen. Cool for I like that. Keith. So it was you know people got really creative with it and there was um, Fundies seventeen ribeye steak 17 like all keith hernandez related stuff so that's cool um there was a trump one yeah which would cause a whole bunch of controversy on so on twitter and you know what like people are like how could you let someone make a trump jersey i'm like i don't care what people make like it doesn't mean i voted for trump it doesn't mean the seven line backs trump the fans had the option to personalize the jerseys and get whatever they wanted as long as it wasn't 
racist or offensive or whatever. People go like, oh, well, Trump is offensive and whatever. But you know what it was? It's it's not about us deciding what's okay and what's not okay. And if we told this fan you can't make that, then that's even worse than letting him make it. Right. That's more of a political statement than letting him do it. And not to mention the fact that I'll I talked about this a little bit today with something else. Um the the left sometimes just gets so wrapped up in fake stuff, like issues that don't matter. And I say this as a proud member of, of that flank. Like just get the heck off the stuff that doesn't matter. Some dude customizing his jersey with Trump 45 on it. If you want, if you need to make it about something, make it about baseball. Say, we're going to give President Trump a jersey that says Trump 45 on it when we go to the White House because we won the World Series this year. So, like, make it that. Make it aspirational. Like, you can't get offended about every little thing. If somebody likes Donald half the country voted for this guy, so it's not like it, this is a big shock that yeah. people voted for Trump. I have some of my best friends voted for Trump, so it is what it is, man. Like, get over it. I'm sorry. Just like, it, you know what? Um, look for change in a meaningful way, not trying to censor somebody's stupid jersey. Who cares? And the only reason I posted that was uh, Darren Ravel, who has like 4 million followers, yeah. saw the, the back after this. And wrote, there's a tribute to uh, Mike Francesa as part of this group of fans that made jerseys. And I wrote, here's another tribute. And it wasn't like because we were looking to, to endorse Donald Trump. It was just it's a tribute to Trump. So I was posting – if you followed us, I was posting jerseys all day on Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I personally touched each jersey, which was cool too. Like I packed them all. I was reading all the names, reading all the backs, you know, proofreading, making sure the numbers and names were right. So I was just excited to see all these jerseys. I was shooting photos of them, putting them on my Twitter account. But – um. The uh, another cool one was, yeah, you know the restaurant Wohop in Manhattan. I do. Well, now I do. Well, yeah, Wohop is one of the oldest restaurants in Manhattan, and their address is 17 Mott Street. So they got Wohop 17. Another person that took the number and got creative with it. So that's, cool. that's really cool. There's a lot of you know really creative ideas out there. Things that I actually didn't even know about until like I thought about it a little bit more. Like when I'm 64 is a Beatles thing. Then today we were talking about right before we went live, like Hyrule is like a mm-hmm. Zelda thing. Yeah. So people got like. They got creative with it. And I, my, I, we're both boring. We just have our last names. Well, I and you know the story about my number. I, you know, I wore ten my whole life playing baseball. It's tattooed on my back, um, and it, that's why it's, it holds a lot of meaning to me. Um, not just because I played baseball, but because of the people who coached me and the team and teammates I played with and won championships with. And um, but my dad always wore forty one because his favorite player was Tom Seaver. So he said, "Should I get forty one? I'm like, "No, nah, man, that's franchise. You, you can't take that out of retirement." So he got 21 because my son's birthday is October 21st. Oh, yeah, you were saying that. Yeah, so so I always sit in seat three, and my dad sits in seat four. So from the back, it's 1021, which is my son's birthday. You know what I just remembered? Did you see the fan that said they were going to sell all their all of their merch? They said, I used to be a big supporter of the Seven Line, but now that you posted this Trump jersey, I'm selling all my gear. And yeah. people were like, go ahead, dude. You're, like, yeah, you're going to take it that serious then. Whatever. But. I still want to oh, know. Oh, no, the other one was funny, too. Uh, some guy wrote, uh, if, if I went to a game and I had to sit behind this person, I'd be so offended and whatever. And I wrote back to the guy. I'm like, listen, that's fine if you want to be offended. I'm not trying to change anyone's per, you know, personal preference. Or definitely I don't want to talk politics on Twitter. But right. if you wouldn't be able to get along with a group of people because, or enjoy a baseball game because of a jersey, then maybe this isn't the group for you anyway. And I wasn't trying to be a dick to him. I'm like, listen, like, if you're not accepting – and like there's, you know, there's people of all races and, and sexualities and everything that sit with us. And we're there because we love the Mets, not because we want to talk about anything else. There, you know what I mean? There are a bunch of great Jersey customizers out there. Go and make yourself a 
Bernie 20 jersey or a Bernie 46 jersey or a Hillary 46 <laughs> or a Booker 46 or whatever you want to do that to, to counteract Obama 44, whatever you got to do. I still want to know who um, somebody, whoever you are, who got the Tavares 91 jersey, please come up to me at the tailgate because you're probably you got to be a massive Islanders fan. Come up to me. Say, hey, I want to talk Islanders hockey with you. It looks awesome. He tweeted it at uh, Darren tweeted at John Tavares. Personally, I tweeted at the Islanders Twitter account. So. You know, hopefully they see it and think it's cool. But uh, you saw yeah. the Mister Met for president. I did. I, I did. I like that. I like that. That was cool. Um, I'm trying to think of the rest of them. We had him. We had him on the screen here, and I'm still upset that the audio is off. I mean, I guess it's not that big of a deal. But Who cares? There are enough um, people watching. Yeah. The uh, the jerseys were really creative. Maybe I'll think of something for us. But like Brian was saying, if you want to pick up one of the uh, replicas, we are sold out of the smalls right now. I wrote some notes here. We're sold out of smalls. We're getting really low on 2X, 3X, and 4X and have a little bit of left in you know the bulk of the sizes in large, extra large. So they're $129.99 on our website. And you can bring them to places and get them personalized. I wouldn't bring it to anywhere. Um, I wouldn't definitely wouldn't ship it anywhere like through eBay. You don't want to have send this thing away mm-hmm. and have it come back and look like crap. So right. definitely go someplace with a nice reputation. If you ask around, I'm sure that people well, we should, will. We should give them a sh- – we should give the – the, the place a shout out but we can yeah because he's been great to us. oh yeah i mean i know a lot people he's probably slammed right oh, now he, i get you i bet you he is slammed listen if you got a replica jersey take it to stitches new york um they are in whitestone they have been the official met stitcher and official stitcher of the islanders as well for years um i have been bringing my jerseys there for decades and the work is incredible it's impeccable i have an islanders jersey there right now um you sent the replica Oh, did you send it? Yeah, I don't. Th- I, we'll talk about that later. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah. Long story short, it is. I'm sure Russ is slammed over there at Stitches. Um, but yeah, it is going to be um, totally the best place that you're going to get it done. It's going. Everything's going to be stitched down. If you take it to the team store, not to like shit on the team store, but they're going to heat press the numbers down. Oh, so like speaking of the team store, they do have some jerseys there. So oh, yeah, if our jer- like okay. right now we're sold out of smalls. They have smalls at the stadium. And again, once their stock is gone, then they're going to be completely out too. This is a one-time thing. And I don't, I don't want to put uh, words in Majestic's mouth or just make up false uh, fake news here. But um, I don't think there's ever been another group that's got a custom jersey made by Majestic in you know an authentic or replica style and had this many jerseys customized. I, I think this might be a first of its kind. So. Salazar in the comments here um, is saying that he went the other day and he saw at least 15 there waiting to get done. I totally believe it. And so the website is stitchesny.com. You can mail it in. I know some people were like out of state and, well, will Stitches do it? If you mail Stitches the jersey and tell them, mail it back to me at this address, they will do it and then mail it back to you. So um, do us, you know, do yourselves a favor. If you want it done right, if you want it done t- with precision and exactly like how Mets jerseys are worn on the field, send it to Stitches and Russ. And a lot of people were asking if we're ever going to sell this patch separately, the this, this seven-line badge, and we're not. I thought about it a lot, and I don't know if we talked about it yet on the show, but I think it kind of dilutes the um, – the specialness is that a, is that a word? The special factor of being part of the yeah. crew, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, joining us, yeah, joining us for the year and getting exclusive um, goods is part of the deal. So, the authentic, if it was ever sold separately, it would be way over three hundred bucks. 
the patch you can't buy separately. The Mr. Met you can find somewhere if you want to throw that on there. But name a number, yeah, get it done somewhere else if you feel like uh, personalizing it. But as far as the patch being sold separately, we do have the patch on some other stuff. There's a, a hat that actually just came out. It's at City Field. It drops on Monday, opening day. We're going to have those on our website as well in, in about a week or two. So there are ways to get a patch on a garment. But as mm-hmm. far as the jersey is concerned, we're never going to sell it separately. I mean, I think it just means more that way. Yeah, and you can get the Mr. – if you go to uh... – what the emblem source? You can find, yeah, you can yeah, find Mr. Met. Met. You can get the authentic Mr. Met patch and put it on. If if I know, you know. Dave uh, out in Cali, Gibner uh, was saying that maybe he'll instead of the R badge, he'll just throw like the skyline, the Met skyline mm-hmm. over there. I mean, if you want something on the sleeves, there's plenty of options out there. You know, I gotta say uh, before we move on to our breaking news, um, the skyline patch on the blue jerseys now, now that they took Mr. Met off it. It pops like crazy. Yeah, I love it. Looks it. Really they used good. to have that up on the 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 Bison's had that I think yeah. on their sleeve. It looked awesome. Yeah. They also always had like a darker blue, which I thought was yeah. Cool. They they were navy. It wasn't a straight royal. It was yeah. navy. It was navy. Yeah. It didn't look that dark to me. I don't know. It looks awesome, but yeah. I mean, R.I.P. to them. But yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyway, we're gonna move along to our breaking news. A lot of people have been asking us about hey, what's up with McFadden's, and we actually didn't know what was up with McFadden's because. Um, Management changed, and we don't really talk to them as much during the offseason. But for the past two years, there was the most insane special ever at McFadden's at City Field. So what they're going to do this year for us is also going to be the drink specials. Every single day that you go to McFadden's for a game, whether it's before the game, during the game, after the game, all you got to do is show the bartender your T7L either on your hat, your jersey, your sweatshirt, whatever, and you get this. Let me put these specials up. So, for, for the past couple of years, it's been PBR. Oh, yeah. you know what? We gotta. That's right. Instead, instead, you get sixteen ounce Bud and Bud Light, sixteen ounce uh, aluminum bottles here. Let's take a sip. It tastes like America for two bucks. And that's a great deal because you know what? I just bought these at the gas station on the yeah. way home. These were two dollars and thirty cents each. There you go. I'll bill you for that, but uh, they were. <laughs> I'm expensing it. Yeah, to my orange and blue. They were. They were. They were. It's more. People always say like, "Oh, you know what? I don't really want to go to the bar. I can drink at home for cheaper." But you can actually drink for cheaper at the game now. So yeah. if you go to if you go to City Field, show them your logo on your shirt uh, or whatever. You get a two dollar. 16-ounce bottle of uh, Butter Bud Light. And then also every draft, every draft beer on the line is yeah. 4 bucks. That's so great. I think that the beers usually there are like between 6 and 9 or 6 and 8 bucks or something like that. If you're a craft beer guy, if you're somebody who likes something a little not Bud Light-ish, then, you know, I mean, that's a great deal. I'm a Bud Light guy. A lot so. of people didn't like PBR. I mean, I don't really care. Uh, I kind of choked down some PBR. You know, like in this – glass right here on, on my other side beer here i don't drink light beer when i'm home i'd like that's to not, that's not pbr no that's not pbr no were you sure <laughs> yeah so yeah i mean when i'm just like sipping a beer at home i'll usually have something a little bit nicer but at a game i'd rather drink like a butter bud light or coors light or something a little bit lighter if i'm gonna Same. be drinking like all day you know what i mean dude i it's a it's a it's the original session beer yeah so anyway uh let me read this again it's two dollar bud and bud light bottles and the bottles are 16 ounces. They're not 12-ounce bottles. $4 for any draft on the line. And then $5 well drinks. So if you're a vodka drinker, it's not going to be you know anything great. But uh, well drinks, which is vodka, rum, gin, tequila, all that stuff. Like basically bottom of the rack 
is the the rack uh, well drinks, I guess, yeah. for five bucks, which isn't a bad deal. And and the bartender drink, drink enough of it, it tastes fine. The bartenders at uh, McFadden's got a nice heavy hand too, so you're not going to be shortchanged with the five dollar drink. So especially when you know once you walk up those twenty steps. The, every step you go up, it, the beer the gets like a, just... a quarter more expensive. So <laughs> by the time you get to the top of the steps, that you need to take out a fucking mortgage to drink <laughs> a beer. <laughs> that two dollar uh, bottle of beer in McFadden's is now like twelve inside. So great deal. Thank you to McFadden's for uh, hooking us up again for the whole year. Yeah. Definitely uh, check them out. If you're not tailgating with us on a on a random day, if we're not tailgating prior, we're always in the bar. So on our outing days, we have we were gonna have twenty two outings. Now we have twenty. Uh, RIP to the Bronx invasion. But anyway, at uh, City Field, we have 14 games. Yep. And anyone that's a weekday, so eat Fridays will also count as a weekday. If we got work that day, it's a weekday. So Friday night games, if we have an outing, we're going to be McFadden's first. So I hopefully hopefully they know to stock up with cases and cases of Bud and Bud Light because this crew does like to drink. No. <laughs> so, yeah, that that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped, man. I'm excited about this. Right now I'm about halfway through this. I'm just, just you know, priming the pump, man. I'm this is our ready. first time we're drinking a beer with a label on it. Yeah, well, you know, for for the McFadden's purposes, but the nice people at Budweiser should should talk to us because we're two fine, upstanding gentlemen <laughs> who drink in moderation and responsibly. Yet, when we want to enjoy a cold beverage and take back the finer things in life, we turn to maybe Budweiser. I would, you... I actually, if I had to choose between the two, I usually go Bud instead of Bud Light. Okay, you're butt heavy guy. I don't really guy. care about saving I, the 20 calories. Now, and I are think you, it tastes a little bit better. Are you offended by people who say butt heavy? I don't really give a shit. My my buddy's dad, uh, shout out Mr. Milligan, what up? He's like, he gets so angry because he's like, butt heavy doesn't exist. In my day, it was just Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> so people, they get really mad about that. I'm like, hey, you got to go butt heavy. That's my grandfather was a Meisterbrow guy. What about Rheingold? I don't think he drank that. He was no? like strict with like it was Meisterbrow, and then underneath like the coffee table, yeah. He always had a bottle of like the glass bottle of Planters Peanuts. Oh he yes, he had the Planters Peanuts, the Meisterbrow, and the Mets game on, and just like chilling. Oh my goodness, uh, my when we demoed my kitchen, I think you uh, you actually liked this on Instagram like three years ago. When we de- I'm mean, not my kitchen, I'm sorry, my bathroom. Like three years ago, we redid my bathroom. We had to tear out the sheetrock. Because we had, you know, tile halfway up the wall. So we just scored it, ripped it down. Inside the wall was a Schaefer beer can from 1960. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I remember that. Yeah. You remember that? And it was it was awesome. It wasn't – it didn't even have a pop top yet. It was like one of those ones you had to use like a can opener and stuff. It's almost like – what do they call that when you bury something? Yeah, like a time capsule. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. It was awesome. We found that and a, like a Coke uh, – glass Coke bottle from the from the early 60s, like late 50s, early 60s. Dude, too. there's still stuff in my parents' basement. They have a, a crawl space. It's dirt. So I used to pretend that like that area was like a clubhouse. Like it yeah. was like my secret cave. And I used to paint stuff on the wall, like random ass stuff, like fart man, like random shit. That's awesome. Yeah, the little crawl space. Yeah. We used to do that in my It's still there. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm 36 now and there's fart man is still on the wall in my parents' basement. But. <laughs> do you remember the Rheingold jingle? I don't. You don't remember? I'm sure you do. You're a freaking sponge. Well, I wasn't even alive, man, but they brought it back in 1999. In 1999, they had a special edition Rheingold that, and they used to. Come on, man. You you don't know the Rheingold jingle? Do you do you know it? My beer is Rheingold, the dry beer. Think of Rheingold whenever you buy beer. No, don't really, remember that. That would totally make me buy beer. It's though. refreshing, not sweet. It's the <laughs> extra dry treat. Won't you try extra dry Rheingold beer? That's Speaking of the ballpark, though, you're going to tailgate Monday. 
Am I going to tailgate Monday? <laughs> I'm like, I'm asking, can we leave now? Like, can yeah. we just show up now? Dude, I'm so excited. I can't wait. There's this guy I'm friends with that uh, works next to my job, and he's only been to a few games, but he was talking about taking, he has a ticket. If he wants it, he has a ticket to opening day on Monday. And I was right. like, listen, you should totally take off and try to go. Yeah. He's like, oh, I might try to duck out of work early. Maybe I'll leave around noon and go no, to the game. I was like, noon? No, I was like, no, you'll no. get there by like the third inning. If it's that. It's gridlock around there. So, you know, not to promote, um, well, yeah, to promote it, but take the train if you can. Obviously, you get there a lot easier than sitting in hours of traffic around the around the ballpark. But once the sun comes up and like everything's settled here, and Kelly and I can get out, you know, the, the, uh, my mother in law is going to watch the baby on Monday. So as soon as we can get out of here, we got to boogie and get yeah. to get to the tailgate party because the the lot fills up quick. We're going to be in the MTA lot, which if you don't know where that is, go to the com. The first banner thing on the top of the page says tailgate party. Click that. There's a map that you can't. If you read that blog post, you, you'll never have to ask us a question because everything is in there. There's even a pin to show you where to go. And, um, you know, we're a very welcoming bunch, but don't, like, rum, like rummage through people's coolers. I've seen that before. People, like, walk up like, hey, what's up, man? Like, he just opens my cooler and starts, like, yeah, taking no, beers that's out. That's messed up. It's I, not a free-for-all. You know? I, text, like, <laughs> I texted Indart before the wildcard game. I'm like, yo, man, you mind if I keep beers in your coolers because I like to park on for the playoff games when it's really busy? I like to park right at the end of the lot. So I can make a quick getaway. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I was like, I don't really want to drag my cooler all the way there and Nobody then drag cares it about back. That, you know, like, uh, well, th- that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, that's extra con- conscientious. Like to just run up and go grab a beer. Come on. And man. I sent a uh, email. You you got it. You actually helped me because you're my my little my little PR assistant. I am, I am his PR <laughs> little elf. So the other day, I was sending out an email to the the season ticket members, and I, I wrote like, "Hey, I got a quick favor to ask you guys. It's not really even a favor. It's it's kind of just like a given at this point. If you see someone who's a newbie, invite them in, say what's up. That's all it takes to like kind of get your feet wet with the group. So, yeah. um, yeah, if you if you're taking the train and you don't want to take the train with the cooler, you know, throw your drinks in someone's cooler when you get there. Just yeah. walk up. You walk up to us. Like, fine. I was gonna like, say, can, I, you, can I throw my beers in your cooler? I'm gonna say yes, and I'll. Be like, yeah, yeah, but there's um, a yeah. there's a fine there's a holder's fee. I'm gonna drink uh, one of them. <laughs> yeah, just so you know, if you don't drink them, they're coming home with me. Oh, totally. Like, I sometimes go home with, with more, more beer, beer than, than you brought, can. Exactly. Which is awesome. All the time. I I have a I have a nice big jets cooler. I'm I'm bringing it down. Feel free to store your stuff in my jets cooler. Just so you know, if you don't get to it, I shall enjoy it later. <laughs> so we're going to try to get Al Dukes in line. Again, apologies for the lag. I don't, I don't have no idea why that's happening. Eh, it's fine. Uh, like we they're say, all, they're like, all drunk anyway. Like we say in the show, it is what it is. It is what it is. While we're getting Al on the line, hey, our, our friend Alyssa Rose, the daughter of the great Howie Rose, is uh, the co-host of a podcast called Swipe Drunk Love. It goes live on Facebook Live at 9 o'clock over on the Barstool channel. Uh, go check that out. It's going to be interesting. And she has a surprise guest coming on for a few minutes that I think all of you would want to see. Maybe it's Howie. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Do you know? Maybe it's one of us. It's not us. Uh, I don't think it's us. Maybe it's you. I don't know. Maybe it is. <laughs> You'll have to go check it out. All right. We're trying to get Al on the line. <laughs> is this on live right now? You're on yeah, live right now. now. Oh. We're, we're going to give you a proper intro. Yeah. What is on the screen right now, though, as you're playing around with Skype? Uh, it is us this? and you. Yeah. <laughs> your, hand, your handsome face, yeah. Well, look at this lovely hat I have. <laughs> it's, it's a little much when you go out in public. No, it's, it's no, beautiful. It really stands out. You can't, I'll tell you, you can't like just ease into a restaurant with this hat on. That's true. You know that that, that hat is actually our most popular skew that we've ever had? 
Yeah, this is what I don't understand. <laughs> Places like yours and any businesses make a million of these. Then why are they always selling out? Okay, let's talk about this when make we. A yeah, we'll we'll talk about this. Say, in a second. Count me in so that I can so we can get this actually on the show. Oh. All right. Okay, hold on one second now. Where is it now? It's it's just in cyberspace, Al. What oh, we? What's <laughs> on the? What's on the Facebook screen though right now? You. You. You talking. Don't worry. Me Don't. doing this? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's my camera. Shit, we're so screwed. All right. All right. Hold on a second. Hold on. All right. Good. All right. Let's welcome in tonight's guest. If you've ever seen or listened to the Boomer and Carton show, you know this guy. He produces a program which can be seen on the CBS Sports Network and, of course, heard on WFAN. Over the last few years, he's gotten into the podcasting game. With That's his right. show, Al's Boring Podcast. I have two podcasts. <laughs> and another one. You can follow him on Twitter at Al's Boring Tweets. <laughs> Al, what the hell, man? You're killing me here. Yeah, I have two podcasts. Okay, what, and, uh, what's the, the other podcast? Show, on the television show I'm on, our audio and our video link together. What's going on there today? I need to be on a professional podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, Al. We thought we had everything, we thought everything, had everything hammered out, but apparently yet, we didn't. And you had me download Skype again. I mean, <laughs> the fact that I still had a username and password, somewhat frightening, but I did have it buried and, it, and it accepted it, so I'm good to go. I'm here in my uh, Big Apple hat. Awesome. Is that yeah. what you call this? Well, that's the, the Home Run Apple beanie. Oh, the Home Run Apple beanie. Yeah, yeah. the most popular product the Seven Line has ever produced. Right, and yet you only want to produce three at a time and then go, <laughs> oh, they're sold out. Just <laughs> – why are there not hundreds of these available? How many times? of those do you think have sold? I'm going to say you've sold 400 of these items. 400? Yeah, that's right. 8,000. 8,000? Yeah. And then you just decided, no, we're, no more of those. We'll just cut those off. Well, don't you feel exclusive that you have one? <laughs> I just No, because you know what? I randomly was driving somewhere in New Jersey, and I saw a guy shoveling with this on. I'm like, well, if he has one, who is this guy? <laughs> No, you know what? The first time I made them, I made 800, and I thought that was too many, and they sold out in like 20 minutes or so. So then I ordered 3,000, the second batch, and that sold out in like five minutes. All right. So I wasn't exactly sure. And, and, and I got to pay in full four months ahead of time. So, right. So think of it that way. I didn't want to overcompensate. I didn't want to overstock and then have them sit on the shelves. You know what I mean? I see. But these will always be popular. I Although hope so. I guess when it gets to be 90 degrees outside, not, not as much. No, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. I released 3,000 last August, and people slept outside City Field overnight for them. Oh, yeah. I did see that. People sleeping for hats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know. People, yeah. people sleep for interesting things. So, so Al, when I first asked you to come on the show, your first question was, can I do it at home? So uh, oh. if, if you're a listener of Boomer and Carton, I think you're known as quite the homebody. So have you always been like that, or is it just because you wake up at like 2 in the morning? I think a combination of uh, waking up at 2 in the morning and uh, as I get older, just having more and more experiences of being in traffic and ne never wanting to leave my home. But this job that I have has me such on a, a weird schedule that I'm, I'm very regimented. And if I'm out of my uh, element at all during the week, I kind of freak out in probably an OCD anxiety kind of way. You know, it's funny too. not even funny, but I'm kind of the same way. Like once I once I'm home, I kind of don't want to do anything. But you get right. such great experiences like uh, go to the world, not, not the World Series, go to the Super Bowl or go do this, go do that. And it's almost like sometimes on the show, they're like, well, Al's not going to come. <laughs> and that's true. I've left Super Bowls at halftime. Legit. <laughs> so <laughs> I, like, I got to get out of here. So did a lot of Patriots fans this year. <laughs> that's true. 
yeah, I like to leave Earl, uh, early at places That's because it. all I, I never really enjoy my time at events because all I'm thinking is how am I going to get home? You got to beat the traffic. Got to beat the traffic. <laughs> I don't uh, like traffic going in. I don't like traffic going out. So, Al, getting into the broadcasting world isn't always a straight line. People get into it in all kinds of different ways. So how did you get your break in the industry? Um, well, I loved Howard Stern growing up, so I wanted to work on a show like that. You know, I knew I knew I couldn't be Howard Stern, but I thought well, I could work on a show like that. It seems like fun. Uh, so then, I, after uh, college, I got a job in Tampa doing sports radio down there. I covered the Tampa Rays during their very first season. Uh, I was there for the Buccaneers when they kind of turned it around. So I started doing sports talk down there, producing, and then I uh, just got a job back up. Uh, here at WNEW at the time, and I was from this area, so I wanted to come back home. So that's how it happened. And then uh, when they were starting, uh, when Imus got fired and they were uh, looking uh, for a replacement show for that, I had known Craig uh, from our work at WNEW, so I interviewed with him and got the job. Bam. Nice. Well, fans of Boomer and Carton know that those two guys disagree a lot, and uh, it, it obviously makes it well it makes for good, engaging TV and radio. And because if they agreed on everything, there'd be no banter, and it would be boring. So, as a producer, uh, Carton has been known to, let's say, ruffle some feathers. Right. So, what is? Have you ever had to put out any fires? Deal with the backlash of something he said on the air when uh, when things got you know a little hairy? Maybe some listeners got upset, or maybe some sponsors got upset. No, um, the listeners always get upset. All I have <laughs> to do is uh, look at the Boomer and Carton Twitter page during the show. They're furious. <laughs> they get very. It's exactly what you were saying before about uh, somebody goofing around getting a Donald Trump jersey for the seven line outing. Probably as a goof, and yet people are fear. They get all very uh, serious and furious. People, uh, some people are really locked into their sports, and if you ruffle those feathers that, of their beliefs in sports and teams and players, they get very upset. So yeah, mostly the listeners get very angry with it. Speaking of the listeners, I've actually been in the studio a couple times back when you'd have the calendar girls in every once in a while, and I'd, I'd watch yes. from the booth. And I noticed that there's a, on the computer there, it shows how many times people have actually called. Like when they're on hold, it says like Joe yes. Schmo has been on the on the line 280 times. So um, you must hear a lot of stuff that I mean, I can only imagine. I've seen you in action when the phone rings. And you're like, what do you want to talk about? And you're like, no, <laughs> yeah, sorry. And like I'm very rude. <laughs> <laughs> so you just hang up and there's got to be something that maybe stands out in your mind that, you know, is there, is there someone that calls all the time that you just don't put on? Is there any like funny stories of callers? I will tell you that for the most part, that phone will ring and ring and ring. And I will look at if you have lobbed over 500 phone calls to the radio station, I'm probably not even going to pick up the phone because you're on every show every day. And, and uh, we're lucky enough that uh, there's so many people that, uh, talk on the show that we do not need callers. So I'm not interested in putting the regular guys on that call every show every day. I'm looking for, you know, now that we're on CBS Sports Network, I'm looking for the guy sitting in Alabama that was channel surfing and came across the show and was wondering what is going on and why are we only talking about the Mets when I'm sitting here watching the show in Alabama. So I want that guy. I want women who don't normally call FAN. I want guys in their 80s that are calling in. I'm looking for people that I don't normally hear on the other radio shows. That makes sense. That's what makes you guys different, and uh, I think that's why you have so many loyal listeners. I mean, back in the day, I mean, I've been listening to you guys for so long now, and, and I think that there was the one guy that 
I don't know what his his heritage was, maybe Indian or something like that. He was like so hard yes. to understand. I haven't heard him in a while. Yeah, well, here's the problem with that. That was Omar in Brooklyn. Okay. Terrific caller. But Omar calls, you know, ESPN all day long. He calls FAN all day long. And our computer software that we use to screen phone calls now will not let someone through except for every two or three days. Oh, wow. So Omar gets through on the overnights because it's easier to get through. There's less people listening. Uh, so when he keeps calling the overnight guys, that's logging in the computer that he's been on the air, so it won't ring through to me. He's screwing. So I, screw I, I honestly, I thought that that was a bit. I thought that was just like one of you guys like playing a joke in the back room. No, I didn't think that was a real him. guy. We met him uh, the one time we had a, a bet where it was some Buffalo Bills or New York Knicks bet. Those are his two teams, and uh, uh, he, he lost terrible. the bet and he came in and Boomer hit him with a uh, whipped cream pie right in the face. <laughs> that was the bet, and he came through and paid off his bet. Were you with Opie and Anthony or, or Ron and Fez or both or one or the other? I was with Ron and Fez uh, on the air, and then I was uh, with Opie and Anthony a little bit behind the scenes. I used to have the Whip Em Out Wednesday sticker on my 1990 Plymouth Acclaim, and it never worked. I never, I never saw any boobs. Right. I never thought it worked, but it was great <laughs> marketing. Those things were everywhere. Oh, they were everywhere. Trucks. Like, you know, they were everywhere. I still see them the, like on, on, on uh, you know, streetlights or street poles every uh, once in a while. At least you had the sticker. What would be more pathetic is if you were one of those guys that like hand wrote it on a cardboard sign stuck it in your window because that was happening at one. Well, I went to one of the parties. Um, it was the W uh, WWF. I think they had a restaurant in Times Square called they like did. the they World. Did, yeah. WWF. New I went York, to like yeah. a live O and A party there, and yes. that was filled with weirdos. Well, they used to do the very short-lived XFL. Uh, they did a weekly show there. Yeah, I went to that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was that cool. I could understand. Opie, wrestling o weirdos and yeah, Opie and Anthony. Opie, uh, I'm, a, I'm a wrestling mark myself. So, <laughs> Opie, but you combine it with Opie and Anthony, and you have quite the cocktail of, of sexual frustration. Oh, was that girl's name Patty? Was there like a crazy Patty? Patty, yeah. Yep. Stalker Patty, they called her. <laughs> yeah. oh, she stalked Opie and Anthony. This she interview. was very nice, though. I met her many times. She's very nice gal. <laughs> this interview is going to break me. Orange and Blue <laughs> Thing, episode 14, talking with WFAN's Al Dukes. Um, all right, let's rope it back into the Mets. We know Boomer's. Right. We know Boomer's a Mets fan. Craig yes. claims to be a Mets fan. We, I'm not sure what fan he is. Yeah, we're not even going to get into the Mets fans for Yankees nonsense. I don't even want to touch that. But we know you're true to the orange and blue. We know you're good. So how did you get started on this ride that is being a Mets fan? Do you hit a lot of games as a kid? Did your a parent get you interested? Yeah, I think my mom for some reason was a Mets fan, and I'm not sure why because uh, when I was a kid – going to school in the early 80s they were not very good uh but it was really cool that that 86 team hit my senior year of high school uh or uh, that was yeah the beginning of my senior year of high school when i had taken uh for all the, the years prior from grammar school junior high the mets were terrible so it was really cool for my senior year of high school to be a fan of the team that was actually the champions at the time so that was very cool uh and then i just kind of uh uh, stuck with the Mets. Uh, baseball is one of those things like football. I could watch any game. You tell me there's a Thursday night game on Monday night, Sunday night. I'm there. I'm watching it. Baseball. If it's not the Mets, I, I can't watch it. It's just I, I think that's why baseball is so regional compared to the other sports. But I just I, I can't randomly watch a, a baseball game, but I will always watch it. That game. Did you hit the parade in 86? 
the parade, no chance. In 86, coming into New York City was like, to me, I thought <laughs> everyone was running around with guns. People were getting stabbed in the street. I, there was no chance I was coming into Joe and Evan were already talking about the, the parade right now. They're already, like, planning the parade for oh, good. 2017's parade. Yeah. So I was listening to them today at work. They're like, oh, you know, how's the parade going to be? Are we going to the parade? I'm like, Jesus Christ, pump the brakes a little bit, guys. But, yeah. So, anyway, um, as far as the seven lines concerned, like, before I had the license and you guys were so down with wearing the shirts and, you know, I had such a thrill with like, you know, before the baby was born, I was still waking up at five something in the morning to see like, Hey, are the guys wearing the shirts today. I don't even really right. know how it started, but I somehow got your email address or something. And I started bothering you obviously and asking for your address and sending you boxes of stuff. So I don't really know how the relationship started between like myself and you guys, but I would send stuff to you and eventually it ended up on the air. Like Tracy would wear it or, or the girl right. that used to do the makeup and, and obviously the guys boomer and carton and yourself. So how does that really happen? People send stuff to you and then you just drape it over a chair and they decide they want to wear it. Like, how does that work? Yes. That's how it works. So people send stuff to us. Uh, here's the difference what, what, in what you did. In the beginning, people generally send – when people send free shirts, they're normally the worst shirts ever. They're like super boxy. You know what I mean? Just giant jumbo Hanes t-shirts. No one looks good in those. But you started sending nicer shirts that were kind of cut nice. You know, They were of a good material. And you didn't just start sending uh, Mets-related ones. But you started making Boomer and Carton shirts. I have a, a series of photos from years ago where you made I'm with stupid T-shirts <laughs> pointing towards each other. And it has the, had the seven line on it. You know, so you would just when you would hear something on the air that sounded like it could use a T-shirt, you would send and you'd be very quick. It was very the next quick day. Yeah, around. yeah, yeah. That's when I was still doing yeah. them in the basement at my parents' house. And like, yeah, like something I'd hear something on the show, a loyal listener. I'm like, hey, I could probably print this today and have it in the mail by actually I, that I'm with stupid. I think I actually hand delivered that like the next morning I was like, oh, yeah, I, I still, I still have the t-shirts you made, uh, because you, you also didn't have the license for boomer and cart and you made these B and C. Oh yeah. yeah. Come get some. Yeah. Come get some. Yeah. Come get some. I still have those. Cause again, they're, they were nice quality shirts. Well, you know, I think that's in the beginning, like, you know, I don't know if you know, but I used to be part of the BMX world and, and, the whole do-it-yourself aspect of like making your own bikes and then having riders appreciate that, I try to adopt that for baseball. So I was like, if I use nicer shirts, I do it myself, and I kind of educate the fans that we're, this is a grassroots thing they might appreciate a little bit more, and that's why I wanted to use nicer shirts because you know you can easily get someone to spend 20 bucks on a, on a shirt that they like to design, but then when they get it and, the, and they don't want to wear it, they're never going to come back. So that, that was the idea behind that. But um, So yeah, um, I wanted to talk about you came to a few outings and I'm not exactly sure how that happened. I know you yes. became friendly with a couple of the girls and, you know, we brought the calendar girls there a couple of times. This when you used to do like, are you smarter than, or are you, whatever it was like some trivia are stuff. Are you smarter than a hot chick? Yeah. <laughs> or, no, do you know more sports than a hot yeah, chick? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how did it come about where you actually sat with the group? Like, you know, I consider yourself, I consider you a celebrity. So you were like the first celeb that actually oh, joined big us. Celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't remember how that, maybe Khalees or Tara. It was, it was it was probably one of those things where you invited me and it was so far in advance that I said yes and then I wanted to cancel probably. But I, but I probably felt like, well, let me go uh, and see it. But I will say that going to those games is exhausting to go to those games with you guys. You guys hang on every single pitch. You have to. It's, 
there's no relaxing out there. It's it's everyone's up. There's they're passing big heads around. You're one, two, three strikes. You're out. You're yelling at these center fielders uh, on the other team. I mean, all nice things. No one's cursing anybody out. But it's like it's so much going on there. It's a great time. It, I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad you joined. Time, <laughs> it's tiring when you get done from that place. I asked you before this season starts, you know, obviously on Monday, you know, when are you going to join us? And, and we haven't really locked out a date yet, but oh, the, yeah. in, the invite's open. You got to let me know. Oh, definitely. I'll, uh, I'll agree now because it's uh, March. I'll be like, oh, August? I'm definitely coming out. And then by August, it'll be like, how am I getting out? i got to take a train to another train to a subway. Yeah, and you know what? You, you say you like to leave things early. You're not allowed to leave yes. our section early. So yeah. uh, You left early? Sneak out. No, no, I didn't leave early. No, I'm going to duct tape you to the chair next time. So you can't no, no, I did not. Because you gave me a prominent spot in the front. I couldn't leave early. Oh, yeah, yeah totally, totally. So uh, we're going to do a little cross promo here. So obviously um, you have your podcast. I was a guest when you were still in the WFAN studios. And now yes. uh, you, know, you, you do it from home, right? Yes, I do it in so, my dining room. Oh no! You know, you start the start the podcast. We're 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 back in the Basking Ridge condo. I like the whole <laughs> That's right. the whole opener there. So, um, who is Paul? You don't never. Uh, I don't know if like Paul had like an, uh, a come. You know, I'm not saying coming out party, but like his first episode. Did you explain who Paul is? Because you're just kind of like yeah. Al's podcast with Paul, and I don't know who Paul is. Yeah, Paul was a guy I met when I was uh, 16. We both worked at Drug Fair, which is like a Dwayne Reed type. Mm-hmm place that uh, used to be in New Jersey. Uh, we were both stock stock boys there. Uh, so that's where I met Paul. We, we had very similar interests. We liked the same music. We uh, liked uh, sports and uh, we were a huge David Letterman, Howard Stern fan. So I just stayed friends with him all this time. And uh, when I was sort of running out of people to interview on the interview podcast, I thought, Number one, I hate guests on the radio show, so why I don't why do I have to keep putting guests on? So I, uh, I thought Paul would be a guy when we would have phone conversations that were very similar to the podcast, and I thought, well, why don't we just do this in podcast form? So it seems to be working. Well, that's okay because people ask all the time, "Who the hell is this Brian guy? Where the yeah, hell did he come from?" You? So yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's totally fine. Uh, Darren Meenan and Brian are already talking with Al Dukes of the Boomer Carton Show. I need to ask you this question. I I, I want to know the backstory befi- behind Al Hughes. I know it came from Russo. All oh, right. I need I need to know the story. It's got to be a good one. So the the backstory in that was just. Uh... It was a time when Jose Canseco was in the news for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I don't remember why he was he was in the news, but everyone was sort of trying to get Jose Canseco on their show. And Greg Giannotti was then the midday producer, and he was he had booked Jose Canseco, and I had also booked Jose Canseco. So Mark Chernoff uh, came to us and said, "You can't both put Jose Canseco on the show. It's stupid. It doesn't make any sense." And I believe at the time, Mark yielded to the morning show because uh, mornings and afternoons have um, larger audiences to pull from than middays when people are in the office. So they gave it to me, Boomer Card. He ended up hanging up on us, as Jose Canseco. But <laughs> later in the afternoon, Mike and Chris were discussing how they didn't like how Chernoff just handed the interview to the morning show. And they were, and Russo was just talking on air, saying, "Well, who booked it first? Was it Al Hughes or Greg Giannotti?" <laughs> I guess because my name is Dukes, it's short. He thought it was Hughes. So he was going back and forth constantly, Hughes, Hughes, Hughes. And then it was, someone brought up, "Oh, then the next morning, of course, we just they just kept playing the clip over and over again." That this Russo doesn't even know who you are. 
it's, so that's how that starts. It's fantastic. Speaking of Francesa, I mean, you guys have you know the rivalry between rivalry between the shows. Do you guys ever actually have to brush shoulders with each other, like walk you know walk past each other in the in the, in the office, or is it kind of like your show's over? There's the buffer of of the guys in the midday, and by the time he gets there, you guys are gone, or do you even care? There's a buffer between them and Boomer and Craig, but I pass by Mike in the hallway probably three times a week. And any kind of conversations? I say hi. It's a very shy, I would tell you, I, I worked for a short time at K-Rock in the last six months of Howard's time there. And three times I passed by Howard Stern in the hallway. And it's the, the exact same thing, where you see what appears to be a very shy person coming towards you with their head down. And so you just do a polite hi, but that's it. And they're they're not the persona you would think they are when they're just walking in the hallway. You know, they keep a low profile, keep their head down, and, and walk. And I have to pass them by a couple times. It's, it does feel awkward. You know, you see somebody, especially from a distance, one long hallway, and it's like, oh, I got this long period before I actually brush past them. Yeah, like we just spent four hours shitting on this guy. <laughs> now I got to walk by him. <laughs> yeah, now I got to pretend I have nothing to do with anything. Yes, it's awkward sometimes, but all good. He seems like a nice fella. All right. Never so, yelled at me. So, Al, let's get back to your podcast. It's almost never about sports. Um, it's just kind of a natural conversation. So yes. I have to imagine you get burnt out on sports talk, right? Um, yes, I do. Uh, it's hard to watch. It's hard to listen to other sports talk shows because it tends to be the same topics in a 24-hour cycle. Right. You know, so even to come home, and I really love PTI on ESPN. I think they do a great job, but a lot of times those are still stories from from uh, the the day, and then there's a couple of news stories that I'll look at and say, oh yeah, these will be the, the types of stories we cover tomorrow. So as far as uh, sports talk radio and sports talk podcast, you kind of get burnt out on the topics. Yeah, I don't think we actually plugged it at all. Like, if anyone's watching this or listening afterwards, it's Al's Boring Podcast, and you can find it yes. on iTunes and, and where else? Where, where else do you have it? Uh, if you just Google Al's Boring just Podcast. Just Google it. Just Google it. Yeah, so if you, go, if you Google Al's Boring you like. Podcast. But what I like about it is Al and uh, Paul pick topics just such as, uh, like, spring, like things that happen in spring, like, you know, yes. and talk about that for an hour, you know? So it's it's a very organic conversation, and it, and it I live an hour and a half from my job now, Al, so I sit in the car for quite a bit of time wow. in traffic and listen to you guys whenever you have a new episode. You do like one a week? One a week. The one I have posting this coming Tuesday is all about wrestling that we remember from the 80s and 90s. There you go. <laughs> Brian, yeah, I like, like that. Like Jimmy Snooker, yeah. Bob Backlund, all super, that Super, super, super fly. The super fly. <laughs> That's it. All right, so uh, I asked you a couple of days ago, if you're a listener of Boomer and Carton, you know that Al comes up with funny tips that have to do with certain seasons or certain uh, events or certain holidays. So, Al, uh, do you have a tip for opening day? I really I haven't updated those tips in about nine years. That's okay. I think I did them the first year. And sometimes before I go back to uh, play the tips again, like I'll do like uh, you know Father's Day tips about getting your father something nice for Father's Day, and I'll go, you might have to get him uh, an expensive gift like a DVD player. And I'm like, well, this is somewhat dated now. That doesn't matter. It's still funny. <laughs> Since DVD players are like $20 now. Uh, I didn't have a hilarious tip for you. My only tip is seventh inning. You gotta go. Oh, <laughs> Opening day. I don't care if it's. I don't care if uh, Syndergaard is throwing a no hitter. 
Dude, you're, you sitting, <laughs> you're sitting in traffic no matter what, man. No, no, no. Seventh inning, if you go in a close game, perfect. You're home in like 20 minutes. I, I don't even know where Basking Ridge is, but I can assume you can get there. <laughs> I assume it's you get home there. pretty fast, yeah. All right, so I guess the Al's tip is leaving the seventh That's inning. Right. Yeah. Yes. We're going to do tips later, but it won't be leaving the seventh Here's inning. Here's what it is. Leaving the seventh inning, uh, the second tip would be wait and go the next day instead. The second day. <laughs> You still get a good pitcher. You're going to get DeGrom or Harvey, whichever one's in the rotation there. Yeah, opening day could be like 100 bucks, and the second game could be like 15. So, yeah, yes. and you save, and you save 85 bucks. Now, you don't get the same energy that you get. No, no, totally day. not. But you're making some friends in the Mets ticket office right now because they're <laughs> yeah. very happy. All right. Go the second day. <laughs> All right, Al, we're, we are four days away from the opening day. So, what are your thoughts on the Mets team? Um, I... Uh, I'm such a pessimistic sports fan that I always feel like, and especially these days, I just feel like injuries are constantly looming over the Mets. Although I'm sure it's happening to every team. I'm just focused more on the Mets. So we always hear this. We we have too many pitchers. You never have too many pitchers because guys just get hurt all the time. And it's very frustrating uh, to, you know, read the newspapers and the blogs and, uh, Twitter and see guys, oh, my uh, elbow's tender, my shoulder hurts. Like, you haven't played one of the 162 games yet. <laughs> so uh, I'm very nervous for that, that by July our pitching staff's going to be, you know, no one knew who Gazelman and Lugo were a couple of years ago. Now, that's what those guys, those types of guys are going to be uh, back up here July and August. Guys, we don't even know who they are right now. Yeah, it's uh, a very long season. Team. Totally very long season. But we, we want to ask you this because we're going to talk about this once we, uh, once we hang up with you. What's your wins prediction? What do you think for this team? What, you say you're a pessimist, so who knows? But yeah. So what's the At pessimist viewpoint? 87 wins. 87. That's not going to take the East. No, it's good. <laughs> that, that got a wild card last year. Yeah, I don't think this year, though. All right, 87, man. Right. So I appreciate it. You, got, you can get to bed now. Uh, I don't know what time Thank you go to sleep, but thanks for joining us. And, I go to bed uh, around 8. All right, so you got an hour to decompress. I got an hour. I'll see you in the morning. Okay, see us. <laughs> Thanks, Al. See! Google it. <laughs> Al Dukes from the Boomer and Carton Show. I mean, I, what do you even say? <laughs> say after that. That was awesome. It's fantastic. The uh, oh, you know we're definitely we're definitely going late tonight. So if you yeah. thought this was an hour show, you we might have to actually you're take sorely a, mistaken. We might have to make a beer run. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely need to make a beer run. You only brought two? No. Oh, all right. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I just still need to make a beer run. Go ahead, go ahead. It's been a long week. Well, I'm not going to go now. I mean, yeah, I, can, I can hold the show for thirty seconds. I believe you can, <laughs> but you need my you need my golden segues. What what what, what do we even have next? I'm What's very that? disappointed that we're we have the audio lag. But if you're listening to this afterwards, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But yeah. it is a live show, and things happen as we say on the show. It is what it is. So whatever, we're going to move right along. So we did post a poll on the orange. Ah, yes, the poll. Orange blue thing is our Twitter because orange and blue thing is too long. So um, we asked the fans. It's that time of year. It is the wins prediction. What do you think? Mm -hmm. 2017 Mets wins total. What do you think? And what do you think won? Without looking, did you even look at the the responses? So the the options were under 80. I'm covering the screen here. So Brian, right. uh, under right. 80, 81 right. to 89. All on the 
90 to 95 or 96 plus? Mm. Um, what do you think? It was overwhelming. People are very excited about. I'm this. gonna say I'm gonna say the uh, the third one the uh, the in that 90 to 95 range. You'd be right. So yeah, under 80 only got only one percent. So well, good. You know, that's that's because we deal with a bunch 80. of optimists here. Under 80. I mean, that would be you know, that, that would that, be the I biggest mean, that, epic fail ever. So 81. Okay. Yeah, 81 to 89 got 21 percent. 90 to 95 got 66 percent. Mm-hmm. And 96 plus got 12 percent. So the total amount of voters were just shy of 2,500 voters. So 90 to 95 people are excited about the season. And, and, and like I said to Al just a second ago, I don't think 87 would would take the East. And I don't even know if it's going to make the wild card this year. I don't think 90 is enough to take the East. I don't think no. 90 is enough. No, so 90 is not enough. We actually we've been keeping track of the predictions of our of our past guests, and Brian and myself weighed in on that as well. So Figgy said 93, mm-hmm. Wayne said 94. You went low on these guys. You said 91. Well, I say 91 because I'm trying to temper my enthusiasm. Because and and I'll give my rationale. The division's better. The Braves specifically are much better. Um, I'm not sold on the Marlins because I think that uh, despite adding Edinson Volquez, they obviously have a huge hole with with the the loss of um, Jose Fernandez and and you know uh, the Phillies. While they signed Howie Kendrick and everything, I just don't think they're going to be that good. Um, so I do, but I do think the Braves are going to present a challenge. And the Mets struggled with the Braves anyway. Um, and then you look across the West, and I think the Rockies are a little better. Uh, the Dodgers should be very tough. So you look around the National League and see what you got and survey the field. Now, 91, I think that's going to put them in the division race until the end of the season. And let's not forget, they won the division with 90 two years ago. They did. So I don't think 90 will be enough to win the East I don't this either. Year. Like, I actually went the highest out of all these guys. I said 96 because I'm always extra positive. But, um, you know, like Al touched on, we're so excited about the pitching. But these guys are doing commercials, eating steaks and whatever. And, you know, the four horsemen are back and MLB is pumping them up. And the Mets are excited about these guys pitching. And, and now Mats is, is on the DL. So it's, you know what I mean? Like, don't count your chickens before they hatch. I'm excited about these guys. I'm excited to see them pitch. And I hope that everything goes well. But it might not. But I'm still going on the high side by saying 94. But um, 96. And I'm sorry, 96, which is higher than any of the predictions so far. <laughs> Uh, I don't think 90 would win it. 87 is not going to win it. I think to win the East, I don't want it. I don't want the wild card. I, no. I don't want to win the East. Of course. And I think it's going to take at least 93, 94 to, to win the East. We'll see. I mean, listen, I, this I, month is crucial. This if, month coming up is really big. I, mean, I will tell you that I first 23 games all in the, all the is it all, 23 or more all in the NL East. It's more, uh, uh Oh, we'll do, we'll do the Francesca thing. Hold on. Ready? We'll do the Francesca thing. One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> Twenty three. Twenty three games. Yeah, but go go to uh go to the next month. Hold on. We have to play until May to get out of our division. Montolo. No, not even. May Yeah, we're it's the first thirty games of the season are actually against the NL East. May eighth. May eighth against the Giants is the first non NL East. Which I think is Bartolo's day, right? Let me look. Oh, is that Bartolo day Bartolo home run day? Oh no, it was actually May seventh. May seventh was Bartolo okay. Monday. so That's... you play over a month of NLE. So, like you know, people say you can't win divisions or you can't win championships. 
in April, but you know, you obviously can't after that many games, but you can put a huge dent in it. You can, you know, you go on a nice solid run. Uh, Familia's out for first 15, which we didn't touch on in the beginning, but that came out yesterday. Finally, they, yeah. they conveniently waited until after the, uh, um, the world, baseball, the world classic. baseball classic. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a big month and I'm just pumped to get it started. We got four days. I'm so excited. Four man. days. So I'm going high side. I'm saying 96. You're going on the low side. Um, well, I'll say that I think they're going the World Series. Well, sure. Let's, let's... No, but I, I, I do. I, I think the World Series is Mets Astros this year. That's my prediction for the World Series. Now, whether 91 wins gets them the NL East or gets them in the wild card game, and then they win the wild card game and go on a run. But I do think that I think this team goes to the World Series this year. I don't want wild card, man. It's just some just having nightmares of. of... <laughs> I don't either. No, yeah, I'm just you know, it's nice to get in the postseason. You know, you could shit on saying, well, it wasn't really the postseason because they didn't win the wild card. But we were talking about this. The Mets uh, only went to back back to back seasons of postseason play twice, mm-hmm. and mainly because there was no wild card. They had a sick run in the '80s. They yeah. won a hundred. What is it? Um, 90-something games and didn't make the... Oh, didn't they win 100 games and not make the playoffs? What was it? No, it was like 90... I want to say like 90... 1985. Six, like 96, something like that. 85 and 87, they would have gotten the wild... Uh, 85, 87, and 88, they would have gotten the wild card. I believe in 85 and 87, they had the, a better record than the NL West champion. Crazy. So, I mean... From like 80... Yeah, until like 1990, they had winning records. Like, if it was today, they would have made the playoffs like almost every year. They have a logo that they released at the beginning of the 1989 season that's a number one. And it set, and it was to commemorate that they were the best team in baseball from 1980-whatever, 84 to 88. For four straight years, they were the best team in baseball. Um, you know, total wins. Without the rings, yeah. Total wins. Right. One ring, but, you know, what are you going to do? That's, that's the legacy of that team. Yeah, I mean it's a shame. I mean not really a shame. Like baseball changes, and you know, like they they talked about the the rule changes during the off season. I don't know if they're both. Did they both actually stick? The four, the four, you know, for the uh, intentional walk. Is mm-hmm. that actually happening? Mm-hmm. So intentional walk, but not the start. The no, that's. I don't think that's ever going to start extras with a man on the second base. No. That, that would suck. No, but. with with the WBC, it ended so many good games that like it, it's just it's not going to work. But the the intentional walk thing is is on. It's on for the season. Let's see how that works out. So we're going to get to some voice memos here. We are uh, switching it up slightly this week. So we're going to get to a actually a voice video first. Ooh. A voice video, not a voice memo. So our buddy Salazar, who was instrumental in trying to get the seven-line army in MLB The Show... He was one of the guys that was like constantly tweeting the developers, and he eventually got blocked by one of the guys. Yeah. But his his work here is done. We're in the show. We're in the game. So um, Salazar actually got it a couple days ago. I think it came out like two days ago, and people were excited because it was like the same day they got their jersey in the mail. So like they got the jersey, and we're in the game. So they were playing the game and seeing seeing us out there in center field. So he actually did a quick review. If you look at the screen now, if you're watching this live. That is a screenshot of after a home run, you see the home run apple up and, and our section there. But the continuity-wise, there are no uh, walkways on the outside of our seats. But, I mean, whatever. It's, we're in the game. I don't want to nitpick here. But uh, <laughs> here's, here's a little review from, from Salazar. What's up, Darren and Brian? This is Salazar. I'm here to give you my quick review of MLB The Show 17, or as I like to call it, Seven Line Army Video Game. So here's a close-up of the crew that I got. I had to hit a home run in the section in order to zoom in this close. Um, but as you can see, everyone's matching, wearing orange t-shirts. 
um, but it's missing a few of the characteristics that make the seven line. It's missing the flags, the banners, the K counters, thunder sticks, the signs. So hopefully this step in the right direction and we get to see more of the crew in the future. Um, let's go Mets. So we're in the game. Salazar pointed out that there was no like signs or banners or K cards or thunder sticks or stuff like that. But I mean, like how, how authentic does it really have to be? If you look in the center field section, you see the whole stadium is orange and blue. And then there's just like one block of orange there. People are going to kind of connect the dots and Google it yeah, of course. and figure it out and, and see that, that uh, the seven line army is out there in center field. And what I like about the game is that it's not every game. Yeah. Cause so it's consistent. You know, yeah. we have our 14 outings, like we shouldn't be in, in center field for every game. Cause that's not how, what real life is. But um, he pointed that out and I, I don't know if it's really a sponsorship thing. They want, don't want to give us just like a huge free plug and say that's the Seven Line Army, you know? Yeah. Uh, that costs big money. Obviously, this is a very popular video game and, and people are excited about it. So I'm just happy to be in it at all. And I was looking at that, that video that he posted and, th and there were some people that actually looked very similar to real members. You know yeah. what I mean? Like uh, CPA. Yeah, look yeah. like the guy in the front with the visor like he's yeah. in there and what's cool about it too is like not everyone is wearing the orange Mets t-shirt um which is which is consistent also not everyone wears the jersey not everyone always wears orange you know even though mm -hmm. it's it's promoted and encouraged you don't have to do that so it's yeah. not it's not like if you if you show up wearing um you know a blue shirt we tell you to take a hike or fly a kite but uh <laughs> fly, go, fly a kite. <laughs> go fly a kite so yeah the uh the funny part about this section is obviously opening day is only four days away and we we promote don't put your tickets on StubHub pretty heavily because um, we are trying to avoid what happened in the World Series in 2015 when Royals fans were sitting with us. The whole idea of the group is united we cheer and we're all Mets fans and we're going to take up that solid block of, of fans out there. So when you put them on StubHub, unknowing fans of the opposite team could buy that. And not only is it ruining our group vibe, it's also ruining that fans experience. But if you're trying to make a quick buck and put them on StubHub, you don't really care about that. Mm -hmm. But as far as the group is concerned... We have a forum and people use it all the time. Even just like right before we went live, I saw that people posted like uh, on Twitter, hey, I have two tickets available for opening day. They're on the forum face value. You know, you just mm -hmm. join the forum. It's free. If you go to the sevenline.com on the top, you click the button that says events. There's a drop down that says forum. Click that. Join it. It's free. You can always find face value tickets to every single game. And also there's an app called Stubbler, S-T-U-B-B-L-R. They're not on Android yet, but they are on iPhones. So that is a um, another way that you could pick up tickets. And the actual, the cool part about it is it's branded with our group. So it says the Seven Line Army tickets. You know what you're buying. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, I actually called a guy this week. I noticed, I, you know, we, we search StubHub and see what's available at that current moment. And we know that row one to row 15 are season ticket members. Anything behind that is single game tickets. And, you know, we can't really police that as much. And not that we're trying to harass anybody, but you know what you're buying. You're, you're a season ticket member. You get the emails. And it says, it says, please keep these off StubHub. It's, it's written like numerous times. So I saw who, who it was. We looked up the seats and, and I called them and I said, hey, I don't know if this was a mistake, but your tickets are on StubHub for like 300 bucks each. Um, we didn't ship your jersey yet. So if you're not interested in sitting with us anymore, just let me know. No hard feelings. I'll find someone else that wants to wants to take those seats. And he mm -hmm. took them down. So that's that's I'm glad he took them down. We're not, we're not trying to like we're not trying to um, strong arm anybody or, or threaten anybody. I was totally cool. Like, listen, if you're not if you're not down anymore, things happen. If you, maybe you're on hard times, you need to get the money back. I'll give you the money back and we'll find someone else that wants to take the seat. So um, the tickets are down. So we have a one strike policy, yep. which I don't think is unfair. Um, not that you're getting kicked out of this season, but you will not be allowed to renew next season. So if you're watching this and you sit with us, 
don't sell your tickets on StubHub. Um, we will find you, and you won't be allowed to sit with us next year. So, uh, she has a very specific set of skills. <laughs> yeah, we, we search a database. It's, it's not that hard. But, yeah, so don't so sell your tickets amazing. on StubHub. Uh, we got another one here. Let's check in with Brubaka. What up, what up, orange and blue thing? This is Brew. So you got the 2017 roster for the New York Mets. They're in a Royal Rumble match. Who do you got to win it all? Ooh. The roster is pretty much set. Let's pull it up here for people watching at home. Yeah, and this is very apropos because it's WrestleMania week. Yeah. So, yeah it's, and it's, Darren knows all about that. Ultimate Warriors fighting? All right. Uh, no, he's very dead. Oh, sorry. He's very dead. Um, so anyway, we got the roster here. Thanks for, well, the unofficial roster, barring any last-minute injuries. But yeah. shout-out to Anthony Tacomo. He uh, actually bowled with us down in spring training, which nice. was cool of them to, to come by. So we got the we got the roster here. I don't know much about Royal Rumble. Is it like everyone goes in the ring at the same time? It's it's thirty men. Two men enter to start. Then every sixty seconds, a guy enters, and it's an over the top battle royal. So a guy has to go over the be thrown over the top rope, and both feet have to touch the floor to him to be eliminated. So we pretty Last much have thirty. We got twenty nine here. We got the twenty five roster and four plus, guys in a DL and plus Familia because Familia is suspended. So we have right. thirty guys in the Royal Rumble right now. Okay, so all right. Well, who who do you take? Well, you know it's tough because the knee do you jerk... win anything for getting second in the Royal Rumble? No, but if you win the Royal Rumble, you get a championship match at WrestleMania. How about that? I mean, how about that? So I got to go. You're tempted to go Syndergaard, right? Because he's like height, no, yeah. But the height, you know, the the you need a kind of a low center of gravity because you don't want to get the big guys always can kind of like topple over the top rope. So you, I'm not going pure speed because Reyes, you know, is easy to catch and he's older over the top. Yeah, he's getting a little long in the tooth. <laughs> I'm gonna go. This is big. I'm gonna go with the young guy. The I'm gonna give the young guy a push right to the main event scene. I'm going Mike Conforto. I'm going Ty Kelly. Oh, <laughs> Jew power. Ty Kelly, he's 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 gonna win the Mets Royal Rumble. It's because of the Mench on the bench. Yeah, dude, that was cool. Uh, Mench on the bench. It was they also awesome. had the, the Jew Crew T-shirt. So shout out to Ty Kelly, World Baseball Classic, right there. He's winning the Mets Royal Rumble. I, I just I put him in all the right. Books. All right. So uh, a lot of people are watching this because we got a pretty interesting direct message from Noah Syndergaard. I think it was last night or the night before, and he and he hit me up and he said. I got something cool happening, and I think I wanted to let the group know mm -hmm. in case you want to rally the troops for opening day. So what do you think it is? What do I think? I, I showed I, you the preview with, like, the, the marker over I'm gonna, it. I'm going to say something about – I don't know. It's got to be something for opening day, like something we're supposed to get, like, charged up about. Uh, it is. It, it actually is. is so uh, right. <laughs> without dragging this along any farther, Noah, it, what, what was it before? Noah's changing his. He, he, his entrance music in, 20, in the 2015 postseason, he used the like, Game of Thrones theme. And then last year he used O Fortuna, which is dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 okay, you get dun, people fired dun, up. So just picture this. Monday, we're out there, center field, after the National Anthem, doing our thing, getting excited, and you hear, and now the two, 2017 New York Mets, and they take the field, and then you hear this. On the mound, number 34, Noah Syndergaard. <laughs> So Noah hits me up and says, hey, man, I'm changing my song. I said, is this a surprise? He said, well, not to you guys. So I think that what we need to do is just 
get nuts out there in center field. Yeah, absolutely. So, ah, uh, thunder. So, I, I think that we could even change. It's not the same song, but he struck him out. <laughs> hit him with two ACDC. Hit him with it. Hit him uh, with the ACDC moments, you know, uh, throughout the day. So, no, if Noah's actually going out of his way to say this is what's going on, rally the troops, yeah. I think to, to, you know, home field advantage is, is an absolute real thing, especially on opening day. So we have 850 people out there, plus add on the ADA, so maybe 870 of fans doing thunder with the with the mm-hmm. with the arms up and all that. So I think that uh if Noah's asking, we have to come through for him. So on Monday, make sure you're in the ballpark for the, obviously the start of the game. You don't want to miss that, but also the uh the ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, if I'm I'm a big fan, one of my favorite things about opening day is player intros. So I'm always a fan uh and of that and uh Howie Rose does a great MC job, so Definitely turn out for that. You get to cheer the guys and everybody. It's always funny because always Ray Ramirez gets booed because he's always the first guy, and it's like the trainer, you know. But uh, but it's great. I love that. You know, you get the Terry gets the good luck floral arrangement and everything like that. It's the best. The pomp and circumstance of, of opening day is fantastic. And do you have an opening day tip for for the people like Al? In, uh, don't listen to anything Al Duke says. Pretty much. Yeah. In honor of our <laughs> guest, who, who we're not going to listen to his advice at all. No, opening day. I mean, o- opening day is always a tough game because it's like um, it's like St. Patrick's Day for baseball fans. Yeah. It brings everyone out of the woodworks. You know, the, yeah. the ballpark is filled with rookies and the Santa Con of baseball. Um, games. You know, not not you know people want to come support the team. That's great. You know, not shitting on that. But as far as uh, the popularity and the congestion in the outfield, mm-hmm. you know, between now we have a new bar there. The Jim Beam bar might kind of cause a little cluster out there of, of fans trying to get through to go to, to the concessions and go to the bathroom and this and that. But I'm actually not going to give any bathroom tips because there still are a couple tucked yes. away in certain yeah. spots that I don't really want to promote to make that line even longer. But um, no, really opening day tip is just get there early. Try to get in, get into the seat on time, watch the national anthem, soak it all in, kind of like we we were promoting for spring training. Just go to opening day, soak it all in, enjoy the day off from work, um, and hopefully we're hoping for a nice day. I think it's supposed yeah. to be like sixty and sunny on Monday. Well, that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on that by bringing in my advice, which is dress warmly. Okay, as of right now, even they're talking. Yeah, even if it says sixty, when that wind starts ripping, mm-hmm. and if the sun goes away for a second, you're gonna be a little chilly. But you're gonna be freezing. So I like the cold. Yeah, I mean, listen. If you're the kind of person that's never cold, whatever, do what you ever, whatever you want. But you always see in April some amateur comes out and you see them walking in it for like a seven o'clock game, like the second and third week in April. You get that like seventy degree day. It's the middle of the day. Everybody's in shorts, and then you see them walking in the city field at like five thirty in shorts, and you're like, dude, you're gonna regret that later. We love those days. You know why? Nobody comes. No, we sell sweatshirts at the kiosk. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> but yeah, dress warmly. Don't don't be a jabroni and uh or well or maybe just, you know, be cold and then go buy a seven line sweatshirt. Yeah, so Monday, bring the thunder. Noah if Noah's asking for it, we gotta do it. Got so it. I, I hit up Slade, our uh, our sign guy. We have yes. our own sign guy, Matt Slade. So have you ever ever seen, you know, um all the signs that we ba- basically have at the ballpark, um Matt makes them. Yeah. So yeah, so there'll be a thunder sign. If you don't know the song, start listening to it. I've been listening to it like nonstop. If you if you noticed, yeah. I've been doing like live 
Instagrams and this and that showing off, you know, various things in the ballpark, not the ballpark, in the warehouse. And I've said to Lizzie, hey, put on put on Thunderstruck. So we've been trying to like kind of hint at it a little bit. But if Noah's saying like, hey, bring the noise, we got to bring the noise. So Monday, big day, opening day. The Mets have a great record on opening day, by the way. They do. They have the best record in baseball on opening day. And uh, speaking of getting ready for opening day, the Mets sent out a, a media alert today that says they're going to have a rally. Right? No, that the game is canceled for tomorrow. Yeah, game's canceled against Army tomorrow because it's going to pour. Basically, there was going to be a spring training game at City Field tomorrow. So if if we're breaking the news to you, sorry about that. But uh, I think the re- refund policy was if you bought it on a credit card, you're already getting your ten bucks back. Yep. And if you bought it with cash, you got to trade it back into the ballpark to get your money back. But that was going to be pretty cool. If, unfortunately, or fortunately, because our good friends getting married tomorrow. We were going to have to miss the game anyway. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't that much buzz around this game anyway. I think by the time spring training is over, people are like, all right, let's just, let's just get this going, you know? Everybody's just pumped up for Monday, man. So it's whatever. That's fine. Um, it sounded cool, though. It was supposed to be like 10 bucks to get in, choose your own seat, free parking. Unfortunately, Mother Nature, Mother Nature didn't cooperate, but I'd much rather it rain tomorrow than Monday. Exactly. And if you are around Grand Central Station tomorrow, you can check out all the things the Mets are doing in the community. They're, I think they're playing Cornhole. Grand Central Terminal. And, yeah, it's exactly. uh, from 9 to 3 tomorrow. Mr. and Mrs. Mets going to be there. So if you're in Manhattan, definitely check this out. Mookie Wilson's going to be there. Ron Darling's going to be there. I think it's put on by City Perks, which is the same... Um, you know, City Perks is who we worked with for the T-shirt launch at, at the stadium this year. So uh, I'm sure some of our T-shirts will be there. And they, they promoted games, prizes, music, all that good stuff. So between 9 and 3 tomorrow, now that there's no game, maybe if you had a day off mm-hmm. where you were already planning on going to the game and now you have nothing to do, go to Manhattan, check this out. And um, tomorrow at noon, our next outing goes up. It's the, the Noah Syndergaard bobblehead day. Yep. Very sought after game. I didn't promote it too much, so people don't get too angry when it sells out in like a minute, but tickets go up tomorrow at noon. If you're listening to this afterwards on iTunes or SoundCloud, it's probably already sold out, but it's 70 bucks. Goes up at noon on Mets.com slash the Seven Line Army, and that includes the game ticket, the pin, the Seven Line Army, uh, you know, the, the special event pin, and, and the rally towel that has the date on the bottom. And also, if you are one of the, I think it's first for 15,000 people, you get the Noah Syndergaard bobblehead. So a lot of good stuff going on with that game, and um, it's it's going to be a fun time. Excellent. Excellent. Good stuff. So let's move on to our Facebook Q&A. And uh, if you have any questions for us, pop into the uh, Facebook comments. Leave a few questions for us. I know you had a few questions for me, didn't you, while, oh, while did. the questions are rolling yeah, in? While we asked for some questions, I had some questions for you. I'm, I love questions. My face has been getting so red down here. Yeah. I don't know if it's the beer or I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, uh. I have some questions. Fire these off with, for me really okay. quick. And at least one to five. If the Mets aren't winning it, who is? And uh, give me the breakdown. One to five. Uh, well, if the Mets don't win it, the Nationals are going to win it. But the Mets are going to win it. Um, I'm going Mets, Nationals, Braves, Marlins, Phillies. Okay. Uh, any 20-game winners on the team? And if not, who's going to be the closest? No. And the closest will be Jacob DeGrom at 18. Most home runs on the team? Most home runs, I'll go Curtis Granderson, 33. We know that Darno has been having a hard time throwing runners out, and also Noah Syndergaard feels very comfortable pitching to Rivera. Who starts opening day on Monday? Behind the dish. Rivera. And by the time... Uh, September comes around, the trade deadline's over. Who's back, Bart or <laughs> Bart or Kelly Johnson? Kelly Johnson. Okay. <laughs> Kelly Johnson will definitely be back. 
Oh my goodness! Um, somebody, people are asking me for WrestleMania predictions. Uh, we could do a whole podcast on that, so uh, I'm not going to belabor the point. I will just say I'll hit the main points: Roman Reigns over the Undertaker, uh, Brock Lesnar over Goldberg. Um, what else is there? Uh, Goldberg's still around. Yeah, uh, he came back for like a for a small run. See, I don't know anything Brock. about wrestling, but like I know that that name was popular years ago. So if you want to, if you want, is he like the Bartolo of wrestling? He no, he he's actually said how miserable he is because he's got to train and like get himself back. And he's over fifty now, and he's and he's going up against Brock Lesnar, who actually does beat the living hell out of people. So uh, uh, I hope Roman Reigns turns heel against the Undertaker. That would be nice. Um, and. Let's see. Is there any other thing? I think if you're gonna looking for things that are gonna steal the show, I uh, the Hardys are definitely coming back, whether it's Sunday or Monday. Um, and then let's say I don't know, uh, steal the show. I'm I got my money on um, Jericho and Owens. How much does it cost to watch this? Uh, you can buy it on the WWE Network for nine ninety nine. That's not bad. No, and you can actually, if you sign up, you get your first month free. So, so you they do something on like a really big thing on Sunday night, and then Monday also. And then Monday, the Raw after WrestleMania is is huge. Like it's all the smart marks, the smarks in the crowd, and it's like it's it's this like it's one of it's the best Raw of the year. Speaking of wrestling, I've been hearing something or seeing Media Goon post about it. Is there a guy that wears like a fake jersey to like? Yeah, there's wrestling? this guy. He has a fake blue. Is he like alternate. the Marlins man of wrestling? Yeah, he has this. He shows up in like the major cities in um in a fake blue Mets alternate, and it has, and it says forty eight, but it's not a Degrom fake jersey. It's it's a. So this guy travels. Yeah, and it's a it says Mets. So fan he has money on the back. Yeah, and he wears like a twenty. Well, Salazar tried to get him to buy a seven line jersey, and we were telling him, man, like Salazar was like, dude, you buy the jersey, I will, I will bring it to stitches for you. And Wait, he get knows it. this guy? No, he just Twitter he or saw him through Twitter, and he's like, I'll bring it to stitches for you. I will get it customized with Mets fan forty eight on it. I will like hand deliver it to you, like or or mail it to you. And the guy was like a really, it was sort of like started out being cool about it, and then he was kind of like a weirdo about it. So Salazar was just like, mm, screw that, man. But I don't. I don't like the. I don't like that dude. I don't like fans at wrestling shows. By the way, that like make their make themselves into a gimmick. Like I, I love the Foley's and I love Noel and Dewey. They're both sweethearts. But like Frank the Clown, I don't get that. I don't get Brock Lesnar guy or any of the guys. I don't. Get, if you're a wrestling fan, just like you don't need a gimmick. Just show up and go to the show and just. Miles just said that Sa- Salazar stalked him. Salazar did. I, man, I <laughs> I love Salazar. Salazar texted me, um, and he said. You know, he's like, oh, thanks for shouting me out on the show, man. And I was like, dude, of course. Like, it, it, you're just like – some of the stuff, like, it just lends itself perfectly. And uh, he's such a good guy, man. But we don't even know – what's funny about Salazar is like him Salazar's I, getting trashed in the comments No, I right love now. Salazar, No, man. it's funny. Uh, Vogel is like everyone blocks Salazar. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I you want, know what it is? If it wasn't for Salazar and everyone else that pushed so hard, we wouldn't be able to be in the show. show. So exactly. Keep it up, Salazar. And You're I'm, doing a great job. And I, my goal is to get to know Salazar um, a little bit better this year because we don't even know each other that well. We only met a couple times. So He got married during the offseason. I was yeah. at his wedding. It was, yeah. it was a great event. Uh, shout out to you and your and your wife, Jossie. Can't wait to see you guys on Monday. So um, anything else going on in the comments here before we – All right, let's, let's see what we got here. Anybody else with anything to say to us besides – what is this Yago thing? I have no idea. I don't get but it. But like Salazar and these guys, you know what it was? The, the girls, all, all the wives had like a Valentine's hangout where like only the girls could hang out and like the guys were drinking beer and playing video games. 
And I guess something happened that day, or something okay. was said, and Yago became something. Yeah, I have no idea. Yago be there. It reminds me of every time I hear it. Do you ever see the Forty Year Old Virgin? No. What? Really? Of course, dude. Oh, okay. Well, you told movie. me before we went on the air. You're like, there are so many movies I haven't. No, I said, seen. There's an ungodly amount of movies I haven't seen. I don't watch Star Wars. I've never seen Harry Potter. I don't know. Okay, so you know when Paul Rudd's like, if I hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm gonna Yamo, <laughs> Yamo burn this place down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know the whole movie. Yeah, okay. So yeah. that's what it always reminds I know me. Comedies. Of. I don't watch like fantasy stuff or, or sci-fi or whatever the hell you want to call those movies. Hmm. It sounds like a rip on Star Wars. I don't care. Fuck Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, all right? People that wear costumes to go watch the movie. I don't wear a costume to go <laughs> move, go to go to see a movie, whatever. Jim, I'm not singing again. Sorry, you're going to have to you So anyway, to. let's recap the show here if you're just checking in. $2 beers for the whole season. This size, 16 ounce at McFadden. Just show them your 27L and you can drink for 2 bucks. Um and also $4 drafts any draft you want. Mixed drinks are five bucks. Uh, Noah Syndergaard wants us to get really pumped up to Thunderstruck on Monday. So on the ah uh, 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 and thunder, get pumped. Uh, what else did we talk about today? Al Dukes was awesome. Al Dukes was funny. Um, shit, I was just gonna say something. I Anything forgot. else? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, no, I don't think so. I'm look. I'm reading it all the comments, and they're they're just it, it's. It's, Is anyone mad? I just said fuck Star Wars. No, I, well, yeah, some people are are a little mad. I've uh, seen it. I don't really know the. I don't really get the obsession. But I'm a comedy guy. Okay. Comedy and action. I don't really like that sci-fi stuff. But I like that. Whatever. Right, that's fine. You know what? The best reality television. Now, now we've moved on to the D line, so that's bad. That's a, this is a bad news. We're, this is now the second person on Instagram I have blocked. The best I have reality. Five, I have five accounts blocked on Instagram, and we've talked about two of them today. Now, yeah, we did. Someone did a big no-no today, but um, the no, best no, no. reality television is sports. And uh, someone actually wrote—I don't know who it was—but they said if you don't, I think it was a barstool thing. If you don't like baseball, you can't really call call yourself a sports fan. There's, so, there's 162 games. I mean, there could be people that only like football or only like hockey or only like basketball, but um, baseball is almost every day. So once Monday starts, there will not be two days off of baseball until July. Love it. I'm excited. I hope everyone at home is excited. I can't wait to be in the MTA lot on Monday. Just cheersing you guys. We got through another off season. It wasn't that much snow. And no. Only when I had to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I shoveled for you. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's not get started on that again. No, no, Kelly's no, watching. No, no, no. Um, anyway, so, yeah, let's uh, see you guys on Monday. Anything you want to say besides let's bring the freaking noise? I think I've said enough for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, listen, it was a really fun off-season hanging with you guys every week. We appreciate your loyalty. If you're watching this on Facebook, even there's a, a slight audio lag, we appreciate you hanging with us for the, the last, like, hour and a half. If you want to share the show, tell your friends about it. That would be awesome. Join us next Thursday where we'll recap opening day. We're going to shoot some stuff, uh, some video at the tailgate and interview some people and talk to them about their jerseys and whatever. Get a little uh, season uh, predictions from you guys. So come see Brian or myself on Monday, and uh, we'll try to get you on camera, get you a part of the show for next week. I guess that's really it. That's it, man. We're excited. MTA lot. If you want to know where that is, go to the7line.com. Right on the top of the page, there is a link to the blog post with a map, with a with a freaking pin telling you where to go. So anything you need to know, go on the7line.com. And once you see everyone wearing these jerseys on Monday and you want one, 
It's a one-time thing. Once they're sold out, they are gone. So go to thesubline.com right now to pick one up or hit up our kiosk at City Field and Center Field on Monday before they're all sold out. So see you guys in a couple days. Uh, we have no beer left, so there's nothing to cheers. So we'll see you guys on Monday morning, bright and early. Let's hope for another day like today and uh, hopefully see the Mets win another opening day. Let's go, Mets. LG. Let's go, Mets.